so uh, I kind of like this seating arrangement during the lecture. It um, shows up a little better on the screen, although there's still like little little ant people up there. <laughs> so, uh, but. Uh, I think it's a little better. We'll 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 try it for a few weeks and see how much we like it. Um, I had uh, the good fortune to speak with uh, two of our priests that are associated with with this Zen Center and their upcoming talks and presentations. And uh, it occurred to me that we all have our thing. Uh, is going to lead a, a weekend meditation that she wants to talk. Uh, the theme will be joy and ease and uh, She's given a few talks on joy and she's joyful and that's her Dharma gate. And Kathy's going to give a talk on the four Brahma Viharas, the four noble abodes, <coughs> mind states. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kathy, Kathy talks about, um, about the, the kind of ordinariness of this practice, mm -hmm. nothing special. And, uh, and uh, I realized that, oh, I'm, I'm gonna give another talk about, um, about love. Mm -hmm. And um, you don't find that word in the sutras very much. You don't find that uh, in Dogen, uh, that's kind of my interpretation of, uh, of what this profound interconnection, this profound um, intimacy that we all have, um, I think we have to call it love. Even though, um, even though sometimes it feels difficult, even though our relationships feel diff difficult, even though our interconnection with the rocks, trees, tiles, and pebbles that have caused so much global warming turmoil, climate turmoil, is, is a troublesome relationship. We have to all agree that we're just so intimately connected that um, uh, what else can we call this, this kind of total unity, but, but love. When I think about, um, about my family and its <laughs> dysfunction, and I think maybe I said uh, the last time I spoke, you know, but we still kind of like each other. And uh, the reason we, you know, keep going back for those um, holiday meals and calling each other every every few months 
is because we just know we're intimately connected no matter you know what our latest beef is or or who's having who's making the poor choices in their lives now we just know that uh, we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives so we have to keep those lines open we we do it because because the lines can't possibly close up so um uh jack cornfield wrote a book a book in the 90s that got us all practicing buddhism called path with a heart and um it still is uh, very profound and uh and helps us practice and um and and I think a, a, another appropriate title for that book is "This Path Is the Heart," um, because uh, uh, I think that just underlines when we're actually uh, this intimacy, this profound connection that we all have, and if this path is is really taking a look, <clears throat> moment after moment, breath after breath at our unity, at our intimacy. Um, uh, the only way we can do that is uh, with this open heart. And um, uh, I, 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 there's this, um, you know, sometimes there's this uh, classical mindfulness practice where you're standing in line, whether it's, you know, waiting to pay at Costco, or, uh, or whether you're you're stuck in traffic, and um, and the mindfulness bell goes off in your head because you're complaining and whining, and you say, "Oh, um, I know how to practice patience." And there's this great uh, as soon as you just decide that you've got to wait your turn, like everybody else, or as soon as you tell yourself. You know, well, as a matter of fact, I am this traffic. You know, my car is, you know, clogging things up just the way all the other cars are. The minute you sort of sit back and your shoulders go down, you feel that ease and that openness uh, right away. And what you're doing is you're saying, you know, this is this this traffic jam is my life. You know, I think that I think that my life stops right here. We call it a, we call it this uh, this body of ours in Buddhism. We say this is our skin bag. Uh, we think that we stop right here where my skin ends, and then the rest of the world is all out there. But you know, when when we say to ourselves, "Oh, I'm traffic," then this true body of ours becomes you know all of highway 1 all the way down to to uh, the sea cliff exit where we know it might start opening up a little bit uh, we know that that's that's really our true body it's not just the skin bag the minute we're in the line in costco and everybody has those huge carts and and we just have our organic sugar and our vanilla, these are the things that I get there. The, uh, the organic all-purpose flour. You know, I've just got my three things 
so that I can do my baking. Uh, the minute we say, uh, oh, I can wait my turn. Our shoulders go back and we just sort of connect with the whole, that whole huge warehouse is our life. All the people, all the, all the little snacks that I've had, that's the little samples that they give out. They say, yeah, that's, that's my life now. And, uh, and, uh, and, and the thing about this life here at Costco is we all wait our turns <laughs> and we'll get there. Uh, those checkers at Costco, they're fast. Mm -hmm. They can get through that huge thing. They take that gun, that uh, electronic gun, boop, 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 and they're done. They don't even take it out of the out of the basket anymore. They just they just aim at it at all the barcodes. So so that's how that's um that's uh our true self is the whole works, not just this skin bag with only three items. Um, uh, our true self is that gigantic warehouse that, you know, three more miles to the sea cliff exit. Uh, our true self goes all the way to Watsonville and beyond. Our true self goes uh, all the way over the hill, uh, connects with all the, the tornadoes in Oklahoma and the heat waves and the smoke and in the uh, Northeast. That's, that's our true body. That's our true body. And the minute we just realize that, we just sort of say, oh, I can wait in line. I know how to be patient. Uh, we become the entire universe. The spacious sky. Um, so uh, we uh, we have to practice this, and um, all of us here and and uh, all on the screen for the last half hour. We curled up on these cushions and we threw our shoulders back and we watched our breath and we calmed our minds. And uh, maybe for a few minutes here and there, we just sat um, and we were just alive. We were just alive with nothing else going on. Um, maybe some thoughts came up after a few minutes and we got carried away with, with some of those thoughts. Uh, but then, then maybe that mindfulness bell went off again and said, oh, um, uh, uh, let me let those thoughts go and let me get back to my breath. Let me get back in this body. And um, we really sat in the middle of our life, just with the whole works. 
with uh, just the only thoughts that came up maybe were breath, breath. And, um, and when we're, when we um, are practicing that, that's what we call, you know, being one with all things, mm -hmm. with being intimate with all things, when those thoughts aren't separating us from, um, from just sitting, being alive with this life that's our whole body. So we, we practice that. And, um, and then we need to stretch our legs after a while. So when we're following our breath outside in the walking meditation, uh, we're, we're aware of how we need to walk, but, um, but we, know, we, we know how to do that pretty well. So we can also kind of stay in that mind uh, and body and heart of intimacy. Um, and and we're uh, yeah, Suzuki Suzuki our um, uh, our uh, the founder of San Francisco Zen Center said uh, you know we kind of need to stay close to this practice you know uh, ideally we could you know spend a few minutes every day practicing this remembering remembering our connection. He didn't think that all those people, his students in Oakland were going to drive over the bridge every day and sit with him at 5.30 in the morning in San Francisco. He, he, he imagined that people, like, like Dogen, like Dogen said, you know, find a quiet corner in your room and set up your cushion and, and just try to, try to visit this mind and body of unity and intimacy and love uh, for a few minutes every day and maybe come to the Zen center and uh, do it a little longer, you know, once or twice a week that fits your schedule. But, uh, but basically we have to practice this. We have to, just to help us remember when we're at Costco that that whole building is our true body. Um, we have we have to we have to we have to practice it, and um, and uh, you know one 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 thing I've started doing is um, uh, is um, when I'm sitting when I am here practicing um, in the on this cushion. Um, even even facing the wall, I, I start uh, expanding, expand. Yeah, yeah, you know, we can hear. A, we might be distracted by a car going by, even though we're facing the wall. Uh, but I just, you know, say to myself, "Oh, that that car out there is is my true body too," and so I expand a little bit. Uh, they might be thought of as distractions. And if I thought about it, like, gosh, that car seems to be going so fast. And, uh, you know, this is a school zone. Even at night, it's a school zone. If I, if I, if I carry on with my opinions about traffic, um, uh, 
I'm sort of this, you know, singular person with a with an opinion. But if I just sort of notice that car mm -hmm. and I say, you know, that's my life right now. That car and this traffic that I can hear. Uh, that's my true body. That that helps me sort of expand, or you know, we can usually hear a few birds, especially in the morning. And um, uh, I can say, you know, I'm loving that. That's my true body. That's my true. That's my uh, my whole body out there. And um, uh, at noontime, uh, several people here I know come come to the noon sits. And the, the school across the street has their lunchtime and their, their uh, recess. And, uh, you know, we can say, you know, they're so loud this morning. What's going on over there? Um, I'm trying to meditate here. Uh, or we can say, you know, that's my true body. And, um, and, uh, and uh, those kids are gonna be sitting in this room one of these days. <laughs> doing their own meditation. And, uh, and uh, you know, we can then start hearing the, the town clock. And, uh, and, 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 and we, without getting, without creating too many stories, we can just sort of expand, uh, you know, the skin bag um, out into the, into the whole universe. Uh, you know, downtown and to the boardwalk. Um, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and just sit in our true body, which is the whole universe. And that's been helping me, helping me um, make the transition from, from this posture and this quiet room here you know, into my car and into the world. And it helps perfume the rest of my day uh, when I go to Costco or when I get stuck in traffic, it helps me remember um, uh, my, my true body and that I'm in love with all of this. You know, uh, those, um, those uh, uh, school kids across the way, um, we might we might think of it as you know that's um, uh, that's the music of me not being separated from the school the schoolyard. That's the music that I'm hearing that that signals to me that that we are not separate that we're the whole universe. Um, together, um, the 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 racing car might be thought of as um, oh that's uh, I mean sometimes you can even hear their radios uh, that's that's the music of us being connected and, um, and 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 so it's a little bit of a it's just a little pivot um, from feeling separate with an idea that people should slow down in a school zone. Uh, you know, a lot of people would agree to me, but agree with me, but um, it's kind of a, a good idea, um, but uh, it's not exactly music. 
Um, so it's that little pivot. It just, you, you know, we're sitting here on the cushion. Um, I can see all of you because because uh, after you're here for 30 years, they, they let you face outwards. Uh, and um, I know exactly what this, I mean, I, I, I know my meditation. I know, you know, just how you guys are doing it. And you guys are all the time saying, oh, let me get back to my breath. You know, I can't tell when you're thinking about uh, the traffic outside or when you're saying, oh, that's just the music of the universe and getting back to your breath. You can't even tell. It's such a subtle pivot between, um, between the, the pain, the suffering of separation and just falling in love with the whole universe. It's so subtle, you can't even tell. And, and I know you're doing it, you know, three, four, five times throughout the 30 minutes. Um, it's just that subtle pivot between um, um, suffering and being in love with the whole universe, hearing not only the birds as the music of our life, but also the cars, the recess, the town clock, the boardwalk, all that becomes our music. Um, Dogen, Dogen turns all of this into, into poetry. Um, one of our chants that we do, I think we're doing it now on uh, Thursday nights, this um, self-fulfilling samadhi, the jujuyu zamai. He's talking about this, um, this uh, meditation where we're practicing uh, connecting to the whole universe with our hearts the self-fulfilling and self-enjoyment samadhi. Uh, but he says, but this, is, this isn't just happening while we're sitting. Um, he goes, this is not only the practice of just sitting. It is like a hammer striking emptiness before and after its exquisite peel permeates everywhere. So this, this music can be heard all the time. Here he describes it as a, you know, the sound, the, the, the sound of the most beautiful bell that's reminding us that the most beautiful mindfulness bell that's saying, remember, you're in love with everybody. You're in love with the rocks, trees, tiles, and pebbles, and the school children, and the car drivers, <clears throat> and the town clock. Uh, you can hear them all singing right now. That's the exquisite peel of this practice. 
and then and it's available to us with every breath in every moment. We have to practice it in a pretty quiet room uh, so that so that so that we can hear it so that we know what the sound is. But then we can get up, we can get in our cars and still heal here that exquisite peel of I'm connected intimately with everybody. I'm in love with everybody. Um, and that's, that's, that's our religion, that's our practice. And it's not even our religion, which means a pretty good idea. It's the reality of the whole world. You know, they use, they say the same words. They say the same thing at, at Holy Cross. They just use different words. I don't know what words they use, but I think they're talking about listening for that exquisite music of the whole universe as well. And um, I want to, uh, I want to, here's more Dogen. And I want to uh, give this merit to, uh, to our uh, Dharma brother, um, Kokyo Hinkle, who, who uh, was one of the teachers here for, for a decade. And he's now up in um, Green Gulch. And uh, a couple of us here and a couple of us from Monterey and many more throughout the country are zooming into one of his Dogen classes once a week called um, The Dragon Song. And uh, I bet you all know already what that dragon song is. Mm -hmm. That dragon song is nothing but is the same thing as the exquisite peel of remembering uh, that we're <clears throat> one intimate body in this universe, uh, listening for that listening for that song that reminds us of intimacy. And in this, in this fascicle, it's called the dragon song. He says that, um, that actually our sitting meditation, you know, we're so, I saw everybody tonight. We all were straight up and down our, 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 Spines were straight. Um, we looked like trees. We looked like trees, and um, and so um, and uh, in this meditation, uh, uh, sometimes in, in other places, not just Dogen. Uh, they say this meditation is like a sitting so still that you're like a withered tree, that there's not much left to you. Mm -hmm. There's just that core of life. You know, it's a, sometimes trees show <clears throat> leaves and branches and blossoms that are reaching out towards the sun, uh, that are offering shade 
to all beings. Uh, their roots are going down, meeting all of the minerals and all of the underground water. Sometimes trees in the midst of their of the of the flurry of their life are meeting the whole universe. You just know that they're connected. But towards the end of their life, you know, the it's not putting out so many shoots anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the the, the um, roots are kind of drying up and there's just this, this core. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, in the, maybe in the springtime, there'll be this one little peach blossom that it puts out uh, because it's just, it's just this one core that's doing nothing but being in life. And that's kind of a, a, a metaphor for our meditation practice. We're just sitting here. We've pulled in all of those great ideas on who should be the next president, mm -hmm. who should, uh, we've, uh, what kind of public transportation would, would save this planet. All those ideas, we're kind of putting them aside for a while. And we're just paying attention to this life right here um, as if we were just this kind of half dried up tree that all it can all it can do is sit there and maybe once a year a little blossom come out um, that's what this meditation is called and um, and uh, what that withered tree is hearing is uh, the dragon song uh, of, of the whole universe that uh, looks like it's those other trees in the forest. It looks like it's all the squirrels and the chipmunks in the forest, but it's really all of those <clears throat> rocks, trees, tiles, and pebbles of the universe are just singing their own particular song of I'm just alive and only only the will the withered tree can hear the dragon song um, uh, so we have to really be totally connected to just life we have to be fully connected with our hearts and our minds and our bodies to life and then we start hearing the dragon song of the kids across the street of the town clock going off at noon uh, we hear that exquisite peal of the universe only when we can be this withered tree that is just life And I want to thank Kokyo again for, for that, pointing out Dogen's metaphor. It starts off. A monk once asked, is there a dragon singing? 
in a withered tree. And Dogen just gives a short essay of about four pages saying, yes, can't you hear it? Can't you hear that dragon song? So that's, that's our practice. Uh, and, uh, and that's Dogen's poetry that, uh, that keeps reminding us of our true body. And that's, uh, uh, you, you know, you don't have to have every Buddhist book in your library, but uh, Path with a Heart is, um, is one of those that uh, you can go back to your whole life and just open to any page. And it, it reminds you how to connect with this heart, which is our connecting organ. That we, um, so, uh, so that's one to have in your library. Um, any, any thoughts? Uh, anybody, uh, anybody here? Any dragons singing? And uh, when we sat down after six, uh, what, what mindfulness practice? Do you have when, when you are just frustrated with this life, and then you say, "Oh, that's what life is," and your shoulders go back, and you're able to take a deep breath, and uh, a little ease comes into your life. Um, uh, Reb Anderson used to say. You know, in the midst of this hot weather, um, uh, all of a sudden you can feel the slightest breeze, you know, on the sweat that's that's on our lips and that on our brow. Uh, we get that little bit of ease when we're just in the middle of our whole body, when we've just connected completely with our heart. Um, does anybody have their own? Mindfulness practices. Um, ben, you listen to a lot of music. I have a music story from today. Any, any, uh, any dragon songs? Sorry, I teach you the little kids. You teach the music. I teach them violin. I'm a violin teacher. So today I'm teaching uh, one of the young ones. Maybe around Keep your voice up so that the kids are around 10 or 11 years old. And we're learning about the concept of intonation. For those who doesn't know that the violin doesn't have frets, like a guitar or a piano. And so even like little millimeter difference of where you put your finger will change that the way that the sound is working. And the violin is built in the way where if you put in your finger really in the right place, then the sound just explodes. And if you're even a little bit off, then it's very dull. So there is some concept of correct pitch. Even that's not for discussion, but it's still something we teach for the little kids. But it's very hard um, to know where to put your finger and even to hear that it's in the right place. So First, I'm asking the child, can you try to play the song and really try to make every note ring? 
they're trying so hard and listening so carefully to every note. And they get pretty good at it. But then the second time that I ask them to play the song, the whole time I hold one pitch on my violin, playing it like a beautiful open string. And then they play their song. This time, not just trying themselves to make sure every one of their notes is right, but instead, what they're focused on is blending their pitch with my pitch. And then every time they play it so much better, and they're so much more relaxed. And instead of just trying to put all of their own fingers in the right places, instead what they're doing is making our sounds blend. And then they understand what it is to have the right intonation. And then I even stop playing my tone, which I'm holding the whole time, and they can keep playing their song, and every note is in the right place. Because inside of their head, they're hearing that tone, which is really going the whole time. Just sometimes I play on my violin in case they forgot that they should be hearing it inside of their head. So that was a good lesson there. So, so Ben, do, do you recommend that they practice every day? Of course. <laughs> just, just like Suzuki Roshi. And if they can't practice their violin, I tell them just to sing. And if they can't even sing that day, then I say, just imagine inside your head. Great. Great. Yeah. How many are playing at once? In this case, we usually just do a me and the student. But they have their sibling, and so sometimes we're playing the three of us. Next year, maybe I'm going to make some bigger group classes. But for now, it's just one-on-one or one-on-two sometimes. Thank you. Any, any other mindfulness uh, practices, uh, Stan? Yes. Uh, we, I, I'm a retired teacher, but we said in Vanessa, where we came from ten, uh, 10 years ago, and then also here. And I wanted, uh, when I was substituting, for the kids to have uh, a mindful moment. So I would write on the board, when stressed, just PBS. Posture, breathe deeply. And smile. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. And then I'm also fan in hearing you. Um, I'm a tenor with uh, Peace United. Yeah. And one of my favorite songs, and I'm sure you know it, is Civil Gifts. We'll sing it outside around our tea. Uh, any any anybody on the screen have a have a favorite? Uh, uh, what what gets you to relax your shoulders and uh, remember uh, your your intimacy? Sarah. Well, I'm at a stage in my life where I'm able to really practice a lot 
So I'm practicing zazen in the morning, and then I also do yoga for about an hour a day, and then going on walks, just continuously practicing where I'm not thinking about concepts and ideas. I'm just breathing or looking around and being aware or, you know, tending to my dogs, whatever it is, I can just fully focus on what I'm doing with, at that time. But I do have to say that then when I, sometimes there's interactions with people where I start to have constrictive thoughts, say my husband comes home and he's in a grumpy mood, that I, I might start having separating thoughts. And I just have to, I stay in my mind and like, I'm noticing a separating thought and I'll say to myself, stop. And then I'll go back to my practice. But I feel like I have to be aware of those thoughts. That's your inner battle. Yeah. <laughs> As Rob Bass would say, being totally here and the only time we have now, be here now. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. One thing that after all that, um, one thing Sarah said, but interestingly, my what brings me back is literally being here sitting. Yeah. I know that sounds like super obvious, but but to come here, um, I think it's the smell. I think it's so evocative, the incense, and just being in the same room and the same wall, and. Uh, and I welcome all the sounds that come outside because they kind of come around with the space. Mm -hmm. Like this space, to me, transforms everything into dragon song. It's just like, then the siren, I mean, it's because I'm here that it becomes that. Mm -hmm. And then separating that, all along, I kind of, this is an open question, and we don't have to talk about it now, but to be um, mindfully welcoming and mm -hmm. seeing all as one's true life. Mm -hmm. There's that place when the encounter is with another person or being who does not see that, and they do not see that we're all one thing. And that, that meeting is just full of challenge to me. Yeah. Because it seems to require me to step back when my whole feeling is wanting to include, but you can't do it all on your own in that moment. So that, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what, what this practice, what this practice does for us in terms of those challenges yeah. is it, 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 um, it, it stops it from being a challenge out there that this body has to deal with into um, uh, this difficulty is now a meditation, is now something that I'm curious about, um, that there is difficulty that has arisen in the whole universe. And, and what's, the, what's the skillful way to, um, to uh, you know, be intimate again with, with, with that difficulty. So, so it, 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 it turns it from being a problem, which is sort of a separating term into a curiosity, which is 
you know, how can I stay engaged? Yeah. And, and, and when it's your one body, uh, you're, you, you are engaged yeah. and it becomes. Yeah, 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 thank you, thank you. Thank you all. Being our numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Thank you. See you all later. Thank you. That was a wonderful talk. I really appreciated it. You hit a lot of